Handle on the News. Late edition. Handle on the News. All right. Uh, it's Friday, uh, April 13th. Uh, yes, Friday the 13th. Sure, why not? All right, big stories that we're covering. Handle here. Uh, excerpts from James Comey book. James Comey loves the president, clearly. Uh, we're waiting for Syria. What is going on with the president? And uh, now it is time for Handle on the News, uh, late edition, uh, Jennifer Jones Lee, the Unabomber, and me. And the, What? Uh, well, oh. you'll see. Go to uh, the official Bill Handle show, right, uh, at Facebook Live, or the Facebook Live uh, uh, post. We're streaming wow. the segment live. That's what on I Facebook. meant. Yes. That's what we're doing. Yes. It's very strange. I'll just give you that much. I don't, I can, I'm only seeing it from behind. Well, you can't see which much. Now more I than need that. to to go and see it myself because I got to right. figure out what's going on. That's right. So Jennifer Jones Lee, Unabomber, and me. Uh, lead story. It certainly didn't take uh, the president to slam James Comey yesterday. James Comey book uh, came out, uh, and uh, the way James Comey, uh, the way he defines the president as uh, untruthful and uh, is a forest fire that is the Trump presidency, the president comes back with, uh, he's weak and untruthful slime ball. A proven leaker and a liar. It's just, uh, how do you not love this guy? Very presidential. Remember when he said he was going to be presidential? Oh, when he would say, act presidential. Remember that during yeah. the campaign? We had that cut over and over and over again. Well, maybe that's his definition of presidential. You have to admit that this is more entertaining. I mean, Obama was boring as hell relative to this. Oh. Obama would be, uh, he'd be up there and he would be presidential and it would be... You know, very erudite, very measured. Uh, that's one thing that the this president is not. I love this. Act presidential. There it is. Well, now Russia is saying, okay, you want to play U.S.? Let's play. Russia's lower house is now considering drafting legislation that would give the Kremlin power to ban or at least restrict a whole list of U.S. imports. Um, Russia. Yep. Food, alcohol, medicine, consulting services. But here's the difference between what Russia would do to us and what we are doing to Russia. Our, uh, the sanctions we have against Russia are to individuals, right? These oligarchs. Right. They're talking about attacking entire sectors, which is really difficult. I mean, it's much more powerful. And so we're not, and maybe it's a question of weakness, where we go after uh, half a dozen guys and freeze their assets, but these are individuals, and uh, they're slamming uh, these industries. So Putin is just stronger than we are, than our president. As big a game as uh, President Trump plays with being this very strong individual, he's out of his league when it comes to Vladimir Putin. Hmm. Well, and these these are sort of symbolic it's not that they're actually going to happen no not but yet. these are just sort of sent to or sort of to send a message i right. guess like if we're this gonna do could it, happen right we could play ball although with i have that's similar to what president trump did where he announces certain things and then he says oh we can take another look at it as an opening ploy to get to the negotiating table so maybe maybe it's actually putin is starting to copy 
Trump's tactics. Could be. Now, have we taken those oligarchs and actually frozen those assets yet? And I don't know the answer to that. And have we uh, denied their ability to come to the United States? Yeah. That's already been they don't, done. They don't, keep, they don't keep that much of their assets in this country, the oligarchs. But we're making it hard for them to make more money. Hey, Although, own it. What? Go ahead. I was just going to say it's a very safe As of here. April 6th, yes. The Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Asset Control said it has frozen the asset of seven oligarchs and 17 senior government officials. Do we know how much money we're talking about? No. Just I'll keep looking. All right. Own a rental property? Don't want to rent to an illegal alien? L.A. City Council says, too bad, so sad. People were waiting in line for a place. Can't ask. Yeah, now we already have Assembly Bill 291 that the governor signed, and it's against the law for a landlord to threaten a tenant over immigration status or to question them over it, but the city of L.A. decided that wasn't good enough, and they want a harsher law with harsher penalties. I'm going to look at both sides. One, you have to have people able to rent a place. On the other side, if you're a landlord and all of a sudden your tenant ends up in Awaxa and uh, is deported, what do you do? You're out to lunch. So if I'm illegal, I'm fine with this bill. If I'm a landlord, I'm going to go, come on, guys. Don't you think I should find out whether someone is here legally or not? Although I have to do is say... uh, I am here legally, and then how far do you go? Well, they do background searches. They do, and you know, up in, I think the landlords searches. of L.A. need to get together and file a lawsuit over this because up in Seattle, they passed a law limiting what you could ask tenants and that basically if any tenant met your minimum criteria, whatever it was, then it was first apply, first in, and you couldn't choose. And the landlords went to court, and they got it overturned because the court found it was an unconstitutional taking of the use of their private property. Ooh. And maybe this could work here as well so that landlords can ask what they want. Right. How can you not be able to say, I think that that family is going to do a better job than this other family? They're more well, they're better dressed. They look like they're more careful. This group of people are slovenly, for example. I'm just throwing something out, uh, you know, as a hypothetical. Uh, or I just like those folks. I'd rather have them rent than not. Right. I think what people forget sometimes is you're allowed to discriminate against people. You can't discriminate based on race and right. certain other protected factors. But beyond that, you're 100% allowed to discriminate based on how somebody's dressed. Or how they speak, or you don't like their the semantics of their speech or their vocabulary. And L.A. is one of these cities that's trying to make it harder and harder for people to use their private property. And to answer your question, Handel, I've just been sort of tooling around here. It looks like these guys might have been worth about a billion dollars combined. With these a- assets they have here. Yes, with assets here that were frozen. So right. but that's that's me kind of doing two plus two equals four kind of thing. Now, that's so. just assets frozen. They're enti- when they release the assets, uh, they're enti- I think they're entitled plus interest. Because remember when we froze oh, the assets of Iran uh, and then the deal was cut to release the uh, prisoners that were kept 444 days when Ronald Reagan became president. And remember, as soon as he was sworn in, wheels up, leaving Iran, uh, we released, uh, well, 
I no, that's when we were frozen. When did we release with the Iran deal? That was it. I think it was a nuclear deal that we released the assets that were frozen in the United States for a bunch of years. Uh, it was five hundred uh, billion dollars, and then plus interest turned out to be almost two billion. Right, and people went berserk. Or no, it was one hundred and fifty million, and it came up to t- almost two hundred billion. I mean, it was an astronomical figure. We paid interest, compounded daily. Yeah. Wow. I don't think a judge is supposed to call people on trial clowns or a-holes, but that's just me. I'm on the judge's side. I'm not saying that these... Only because it's so entertaining. Well, that's it. I'm not saying that maybe these guys aren't those adjectives. Yeah, but you can't do that when you're a judge. Ah, no. And he got caught. Uh, It was a recording on one of the defendant's laptops. Laptops. I want to know how that happened because uh, certainly... The the defendants with their laptops weren't going back into chambers. If this was happening in the open courtroom during a break, and it says it was recorded during a break in the proceedings, was the judge saying these things sitting there on the bench? I don't know. Either way, I mean, it's uh, look what he said. Uh, he's going to reject the defense motion to sever the case into separate trials because he wants to hear both sides uh, implicate each other, and the jury convicts both. And he goes, wouldn't that be great? And that's why I'm going to do that. I mean, this guy was uh, just nuts. Also, and so one of the the lawyer, one of the defendants was representing himself and filed a motion. And the judge said, "I'm not touching that envelope because that guy is HIV positive, and who knows where his tongue has been." Now, my guess is uh, those convictions are going to be overturned, even if they pled guilty, and there'll yeah. be a new judge. There'll and be a new, a new trial. judge and a new trial. And this mm. is a murder case, right? It's not just a murder case. It is a big time. They got this uh, retired art dealer out in Palm Springs, and he disappeared. They never found his body. But these guys, like, cleaned out his bank accounts. They stole his identity. The theory of the prosecution is they stabbed him to death in his kitchen and took all his stuff, and they even tried to sell his house after he was dead. So it's not even a garden variety murder case. Crazy. Uh, hey, a substitute teacher's in a little bit of trouble for a classroom activity. First rule of Fight Club is, we do not talk about Fight Club. Second rule of yeah, Fight Club substitute is, teacher Ryan Avery Fish, who is now fired, was running a Fight Club with some kids in his uh, Montville High School, that's in Connecticut, math class. He was also arrested. Yeah, well, the, the Fight Club stuff happened. He was actually fired back in October. Now, right, he's been arrested. His bail seventy five thousand dollars. So that means you can't, if you're a teacher, you can't have fight clubs in class. I think that's the lesson. Is that the takeaway here? But you know what? I mean, this that he says, I'm an idiot. I just wanted to be friends with the students. The guy was only twenty three. He's barely older. That is one of the problems. Yes, with having teachers that young in high school, not in elementary school or maybe even junior high. But sometimes you get 22-year-olds in a classroom in high school with 17 and even 18-year-olds. I remember going to a party, a high school party, where one of my substitute teachers showed up. And I remember specifically cheersing him with red Solo cups of beer. And the next day, he's teaching me math. Uh, That's fantastic. I think that's wrong. You know, again. It's so wrong, it's right. Exactly. Well, there was a high school freshman who was shot at... After he just knocked on somebody's door to ask for directions to school. Don't like the direction. 
you are going to uh what race was this kid well does it say i he was black was he? I was going to say, yep. I don't know that it is. He was said. black, and he knocked on the door of a white couple, and they freaked out and thought he was trying to break into the house. This kid missed the bus, so he tries to walk to school, but then he kind of gets lost. He's you know, can't remember the route. So he goes, well, hey, there's a, there's a house. So he goes to the door, knocks a few times. The lady thought that he was trying to break in, so she yells at her husband. The husband just grabs the shotgun and the kid, like, it's saying, hey, I'm just looking for directions or whatever. I guess the husband didn't buy it and shot at the well, kid as he's running away. Yeah, and thank goodness uh, he was not hit. And uh, the police were very understanding to uh, the husband. Yes, we understand that uh, you thought there was a break-in. In the meantime, put your hands behind your back uh, <laughs> as the handcuffs go on. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, you can't do that. No. Uh, if you were hoping to see Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know, Doing a little workout with the Seattle Seahawks. You're going to have to wait a little longer. Get up, stand up. They had invited him in for a workout, but they postponed it. And there's some conflicting information about why. The team said, well, what happened is we asked him about what are your non-football commitments long term? Because we don't want to get involved with you. And then you decide you're going to go off and do something that's not football. But other people are saying it's because they wanted him to say he would stop kneeling during the national anthem, and he said, "I don't know what I'm going to do about hmm. that." Is he is he Catholic by any chance? I don't think so. That makes it even worse. The kneeling. Yeah. Oh, this story. This one kills me. There's this mom who let her four year old eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in a Target shopping cart, and this woman has been blasted on social media, even being called a monster. Interesting connection here, too, when you put, uh, you connect the dots. It's because she is not cognizant or does not care enough about kids who have these horrible peanut allergies that can go into anaphylactic shock, uh, anaphylactic, well, you know what. Anaphylactic uh, shock? Yeah, that one, too. I mean, both of those. And uh, end up dying. And so, therefore, because the kid eats uh, the peanut butter and jelly and smears uh, the peanut butter and jelly or the peanut butter all over uh, the uh, the handle of the car. Hey, you know what? If your kid happens to have a peanut allergy, a couple of things. Uh, maybe you don't want to go shopping with him because uh, the store is full of peanut products. And maybe you want to take one of those hand sanitizers and scrub down every place the kid can touch. So, But it's not your fault for not doing that. It's the mom who serves the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So this woman walks up to the mom who's letting her kid eat the sandwich. And this woman starts lecturing this mom. And so then the mom goes on Urban Baby and just basically says, hey, am I so wrong? Was I, you know, such a monster to let my kid eat peanut butter in public? Turns out, according to Urban Baby, yes. These are some of the reactions she got. Uh, your total disdain for the safety of other kids is awful. You're the worst kind of person. It's not impossible to feed your child before or after putting them in a shopping cart. So gross, you packed a PB&J for your kid to eat in Target. I hope no child dies because of residual peanuts on the cart. You know, I would only feel better if someone came up to this woman and she threw the sandwich at this woman. Literally took (laughs) it out of the kid's hands and just Ah. smashed it in her face like a pie. By the way, they did do research into whether being exposed to peanut butter but not eating it 
causes a problem for kids with peanut allergies. And they had 30 kids with big peanut allergies, and they actually smeared peanut butter on their skin. None of them got seriously sick. About a third of them got a rash. Okay. So I don't know that a kid would die from being exposed to her, but it's still gross, quite honestly. Uh, well, a man has been uh, accused of running a puppy mill. And they seized a bunch of sick dogs and uh, people saying they were selling sick dogs all across Southern California. Isn't he also it? claims to be a pastor well, on his Facebook yeah, page. I don't know if he really is. Yeah, anybody can claim to be anything on Facebook. Uh, isn't it illegal to run a pa- uh, puppy mill? Absolutely. Yes. And where? Is it in the state or is it the county? Yeah, in uh, Phelan, in the high desert. It's well, just it's just illegal. You can't have puppy mills. Breeder, no. Breeders are out of business. Right. And, and in fact, even pet stores can't sell unless it's a designated. I think it's like you have to be a certified breeder or something like that. Um, but there there are major, major restrictions on that. Otherwise, though, the animals that are in the even the pet store have to be either shelter animals or something like that. You can't you can't just have a random guy you selling what, you puppies. What's wonderful about this whole concept of no kill shelters and shelter animals uh, is when they first started coming out with that, I thought, you know, dogs and dogs specifically are being born in such numbers that there's no way they're ever going to catch up with it. They've caught up with it. Now I think it's 90% of dogs that are brought to shelters are, in fact, uh, they find a home. I mean, some astronomical figure. And then the other ones have to be euthanized animals that are very sick, animals that are very close to dying anyway. Yeah. It seems like none of this really matters anyway, does it? No, because we're all going to die on April 23rd. I've always wondered about these uh, idiot evangelical uh, pastors, these clergy people, when they give you a date specific as to when the world's going to end. Because then what happens when they're wrong? Uh, Yeah, the next day you wake up and you go, hey, hey, what happened? How about those that have you sell everything? Right. I mean, that's it. And you go to the mountaintop, you've sold, you've given everything away, and you have no place to sit anymore, and you have no place to live because you've given it all away waiting for the rapture. And uh, then you turn to the priests and go, well, it's not even a priest. It's just some crazy lunatic, uh, you, uh, some cult leader. And you go, hey, hey, what happened? Who was it? One of the big ones said, okay, I got it a little bit wrong. It'll happen next year. I just misread the Bible well. with the dates because the dates are always... It's not in the Bible saying April 23rd, uh, 2018 is when it's going to happen. It's always putting together, well, in this case, putting together the whole numerology. Uh, uh, oh, the moon and the, sun, and and the, the moon. sun will be in Virgo, as will Jupiter. And Jupiter represents the Messiah. Uh, I thought the whole point was you're, ne- you're not supposed to know when. You're supposed to be ready at all times for the possibility and live your life accordingly. So all of these people who claim that there are clues in the Bible about when it's going to happen seem to be missing the entire point. Yeah, Nostradamus with his – I love all those uh, on the History Channel, uh, the Nostradamus stories. And he puts together these ridiculous arguments. See, that's what he said. It's going to happen. All right, fine. Uh, hey, the union that represents Bill and me and Jen, uh, they want a ban on auditions in hotel rooms and private residences. Now, if you're trying out for a part and you end up meeting someone at their home, doesn't that raise a red flag instantly? 
Doesn't that say, well, well... it should, but you know what? It is more common than you might imagine. Right. Uh, and so SAG-AFTRA says, if you're acting as a producer, you should not hold auditions like that. And if you're an actor and you're asked to go to one, you shouldn't go. Now, hotel rooms, I think uh, many times there is a casting issue with hotel rooms because people come from outside of town and will hold auditions. And but you could rent a conference room or something at that hotel, I suppose, rather than having it in your room. You know, though, this made me think, too, because they were, I used to do sort of an entertainment circuit, and they would take it, they would set, you know, like a star, like a John Travolta, in a hotel room, and then we would sit sort of in the hallway and just wait, and they'd be like, Jennifer, and you'd go in, and you and John would sit in his right. hotel room for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. I wonder if they're going to start stopping that, too. I can't, ima- a different I issue. can't imagine uh, because first of all, John Travolta doesn't have to do a whole lot of auditioning. Uh, that's that's for no. Starters. I just mean, but I don't period. think no. no like press press it's those like a press, press junket, right, right? But everything there that's recorded and there's press people around and the the star has yeah. their publicity people. This is you know people are going to hotel rooms and the only person in the hotel room is a Harvey Weinstein, for example. That's what they're saying shouldn't happen anymore. And then let's do one last story. All right. And Backpage.com, the CEO finally pleads guilty after that sex site was shut down. And this is a state case. This is not the federal 93 count indictment. Started clear back by Kamala Harris when she was California Attorney General. And it's the CEO uh, who has agreed to cooperate with prosecutors against lower level you got to get in first. That's if you it. want the big benefit, you have to get in first. That's the only, that's to all cooperate. Yep. That's right. So second in is no go. Oh, second it depends on how big the enterprise is. The first you could get, you know, 10 people might have a nice in, but depending on how big it is, there's a cutoff point at which the feds are not interested in you helping them anymore. 